Well, hello there. Happy Labor Day, whatever that is. And uh, hope you're doing well. Whether you're traveling or whether you're hanging out at home, with family. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Well, we had a great day in church yesterday, and uh, we uh, looked at some thoughts on Sunday morning. It got a lot of people thinking. It was a blessing. Well, I had some people come up and say, hey, you know, I, I understand. I was on the same page, and I'm thinking, and there's some things that, you know, that I'm asking God. And uh, that's healthy. That's great. That's wonderful. Got to see Shanice Prasad. Now she had her sunglasses on and her and her mask on and everything, but she was there and doing better. And we're just continuing to pray, continuing to pray uh, that she gets better. Please continue to pray for the Fippin family, the Good Enough family. Uh, Miss Fippin went to be the Lord, Miss Jean, and uh, pray for the family as they grieve. Tim's Aunt Joyce went to be with the Lord. We've been praying for her a long time and pray for Tim, uh, his family as they work through this thing. I've had the opportunity to see folks come to the Lord, folks come back to Christ, uh, come back to church. Just just pray for uh, God to work. Amen. And then I got a special request. I got a, there are a number of, of churches uh, that that I know of as a pastor that are that are without pastors and and uh, I'm I'm just really wanting to pray for these churches because a lot of them several of them most of them Satan has got in and there's a there's a group of narcissistic uh, selfish people there uh, just uh, just, just going about it in the wrong way, and uh, and I'm grieved. My heart's grieved. Uh, man, I was so I'm a, so I look back 16 years ago, and I can't remember everybody was on the pulpit committee. But when I walked into that room in the fellowship hall and sat down, I was it was just a spirit of oneness there, and. Uh, there are people, and I'm convinced, there's unregenerate people that are lost, that are in charge of this stuff. And uh, this is becoming the rule as opposed to the exception. And I'm grieved, and my heart's grieving. I prayed with my pastor friends that I conference call with on Saturday evening. And and uh, what we talked about, there are a lot of churches out there, things going on in our area across the nation. So pray, would you pray with me that God would get a hold of the church? It's his church. And God would get a hold of it. And uh, whatever's there, power, money, whatever is the is the driving uh, thing behind what's going on. Uh, let's ask God to get a hold of the thing. Amen? Well, let's, let's pray. Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for the opportunity to pray. And we pray for Miss... Miss Colin and Glade and the family as they grieve over Jean going to be with the Lord. And uh, it was a wonderful time.
to meet her and get to have her in church. And then, Lord, we pray that you would, would bless Tim's family and as they, as they miss their Aunt Joyce. And, Lord, thank you for letting us see a Miss, Miss, Miss Shanice yesterday and her see us. And so bless as we look into your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm convinced now more than ever that that God is looking uh, for people to serve him in their local church. I really do. And it's as a pastor, and I'm talking to a lot of pastors, it's 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 like pulling teeth. It's like pulling teeth to get folks to be involved in what's going on in the church. And uh, I've come to the conclusion there are several things that are happening here. And I think James chapter 4 is, is, is one of the big ones uh, that we struggle with daily, but, but folks have given in to. And this is, I believe this is the reason why they're just not, not folks are not, wanting to serve God and uh, in James 4 4 it says ye adulterers and adulteresses know ye not the friendship of the world is enmity with God whosoever therefore will be the friend of the world is the enemy of God now that's a strong statement whosoever it's not it's not leaving anybody out if you if you if you make yourself the friend of the world, you make there's it's an either or. Now what we do is we say, well, you know, preacher, you know, brother, there's some gray areas. Well, the gray area is the matter between your ears a lot of times. I'm saying that in a sort of backhanded way, but folks, there's no gray areas. When you stand before the Lord, there's going to be no gray area. You're not going to be able to make excuse or look at the preacher or anybody else. You're going to have to look at yourself. And God says here that, first of all, he's talking about a sinfulness. It's sinfulness to be uh, the friend of the world. Now, folks, I don't have to elaborate on that. Uh, more and more, when I say something from the pulpit, some people look, they take a deep breath like, oh, I can't believe he said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to change, and sin is not going to change, and I'm going to preach on sin. Just, just if you want to stop and pa- pause the uh, podcast and write it down, Pastor Pat Creed Jr. is not going to stop preaching on sin. You can write that down. Why? Because it's wrong, because it separates you from, 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 from the fellowship of God. We know we can't lose our salvation, but folks, there's so many people, it's, we're in sin. It says, know ye not. Yes, we know better. We know better. But there's a seriousness too. Verses 5 and 6, you think the Bible's speaking in vain? Do you think the scripture saith in vain? The spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Folks, we've got to humble ourselves. The seriousness of this this thing is we've got to humble ourselves and say, God, I need to, I need to, I need your help. And that's uh, the second part of verse six gives us the third thought is this the the senselessness of it. The senselessness of it. Worldliness involves you in a war with God. It does. God resisteth the proud. Don't be proud. 
Worldliness will involve you in a war with God, and we can't win it. God will frustrate your aims. He'll defeat your plans. Uh, you'll be miserable. Listen, let me just tell you something. There's nothing more miserable. There's no more miserable creature on this earth than a Christian that is not right with God. Yeah, I heard some of you say amen. Yep, 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 yep. It's sinful and it's serious, but it's senseless. And I want to tell you something, folks. Don't, 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 don't give the excuse. Well, you know, preacher, I, I, I do this, but I do this. Just, just, hey, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and just tell God, I don't want to because I, I got stuff I got to do in the world. Now, let me, let me just tell you something, I, folks. Let me categorize some things. We're not talking about the, the list of sins. We're talking about anything that takes you from God is sinful. You stay home from church on Sunday evening to watch a ball game, shame on you. Shame on you. Folks stay home from church on Sunday evening and say, Preacher, i got to work the next day. i got to rest. You stay up and watch TV till 12 o'clock. You say, Preacher, you're a little bit, you're a little bit. Listen, let me tell you something, folks. The world will suck you in. And if you're a mom and dad, the world will suck you in. And, and, and the, to the extent you get sucked into the world, your children will get sucked in the world and your grandchildren won't even know God. Selah. Hey, listen, folks, let's, let's, let's man up, let's woman up. And let's say, God, the scripture's right, preacher's right. And I need to get in the, on the side, of, I need to get every, I, get in, I need to get out of the world get into where I'm supposed to be. Amen? Amen. Well, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as personal Savior, you have no recourse. You have no, you have no help. He's not a present help in time of need for you. And so you need to have a relationship, and you need to start a relationship with God today. Now, it's not going to the library. It's not reading the Bible. It's not memorizing the Bible. It is understanding some a few short elementary things from the Bible. And I'm going to share these with you as I do every every time. Number one, you're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. That means everybody's a sinner. You say, Preacher, well, I, I, yeah, I know I'm a sinner. But here's, here's the thing that you need to realize why you're a sinner. We're born sinners. Romans 5.12. Wherefore is by one man sin in the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. That means you and that means me are born into this world a sinner. Number two, because of the sin we're condemned. Revelation 20 verse 14, in death and hell we're cast in the lake of fire. This is second death. If there's a second, there has to be a first. What's the first death? Physical. What's the second? Eternal. Romans, 5, 8, Romans uh, 6.23, the wages of sin is death. So number one, you're a sinner. Number two, you're condemned. But number three, Christ died on the cross, he was buried, he rose again the third day. Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died on the cross, he was buried, he rose again the third day. Romans 6, 23, in the last part says, but the gift of God is the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now here it is, I'm a sinner, I'm condemned, I'm without hope. But hope came when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he was buried, he rose again the third day. And I can believe these things. And I can call on the Lord. You say, what, 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 
what I need to do, preacher. It's all done. You just need to receive him. How do I receive him? You call. You call. You say, God, I want that. Romans 10, 9 and 10 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now listen to this verse. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Would you call on him, believing he died for you, he was buried, he rose again the third day because you're a sinner condemned? If you would, bow your head. Let me help you. This is what I prayed when I, was a, when I received Christ as a 16-year-old preacher's kid. And you pray this from your heart. You don't have to repeat it. It doesn't have to be the same words, but you call on the Lord something like this. Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and because of that sin, I'm condemned to hell. But you died for me on the cross. You were buried. You rose again the third day. I believe. Come into my heart and save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you called on the Lord believing, welcome to God's family, and let us know so we can help you with the next steps. Hey, everybody. We had a great evangelistic fellowship last night, and we made some contacts, and we're trusting God to give uh, growth to the seed and that we'll see fruit for our labor. Let's keep praying and keep going. A lot of work to do. A lot of folks out there need to know Christ. Have a great day. Have a great evening. God bless.